the Jaguars are moving slow in free agency. Does that mean that Trent Baalke is a genius or is he slow poking? We'll tell you all about it here on Locked on Jaguars. You are locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me, Tony Wiggers, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Jacksonville Jaguars daily podcast, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. Also, you can subscribe for free wherever you get podcasts on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts. We will be available as soon as the podcast is uploaded every single day. We thank you all for joining us. Um, Anybody out there? who this is your first time listening. If you heard one, you heard them all. Not that they're the same, but at the very, very least, we try to give you the consistency that you expect and give you the best Jaguars news that you can get. I have to let you know that today's show is sponsored by and brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game. I had somebody blame me the other day for their addiction, playful addiction to Ultimate Football GM. It's your fault. I can't put this thing down. I kind of told you that's kind of the point, you know, that you have some uh, fun and enjoy yourself with that. All right, we're going to talk about speaking of GMs. That's a hell of a segue in today's show is what we're talking about. If you're watching on YouTube, yeah, I got a scully on because it is actually cold in Florida this morning. It was 43 degrees when I went out at 630 uh, to handle some business. So it's a little chilly. It's a little chilly in the house, but I'm not going to turn the heat on. But we'll survive, okay, with 43 degrees. I know people around the country are probably freezing. But uh, we're going to talk about Trent Baalke. And right now, Trent Baalke is ice cold in in the eyes of the fans, at least some people. To give you an idea of what's going on, the only thing the Jacksonville Jaguars have done is resign their own guys over the weekend trey herndon and adam gosses adam gosses is one of my personal favorites he used to be my neighbor and um they re-signed them for very very small deals under two million dollars uh for the total of gosses well gosses is about uh two million but he's got 1.4 million in guarantee and i believe it was a one-year deal for trey herndon for uh it's not a little bit of money it's relative to other football players it's not a lot but it's good money to a person like you and me, but the Jaguars just have not gone out of their way to go out here and get in the mix in free agency. I want to discuss this. There's a difference between being frugal, retaining your own players, which is the Jaguar. What the Jaguars want to do is, is uh, build their team through the draft. And after they build their team through their draft, they want to retain players and, and, supplement the team with free agents and we've heard this is basically gm speak but the jaguars are actually doing it but we have heard for 
decades that the way you build your team is through the draft. And I'm a firm believer in that. Okay. I am a firm believer in that. Does it mean you have to be as drastically slow to move in free agency as Trent Baalke? No, it does not. Trent Baalke is treating free agents like sugar and he's got diabetes. And I'm not saying he has diabetes. I have diabetes. But I know how I am about sugar. Like I avoid it at all costs, right? That's what he's treating these free agents like. It's like he can't even touch it. So just because you want to, and I'm not saying that they need to sign a big money free agent. There are guys out here that can really, really play that are going for way below what we thought their market value was going to be because they can actually help a team. C.J. Gardner-Johnson signed with Detroit for some somewhere between six, what is it, six and eight million dollars or five and eight million dollars. But I think the guarantee is only like five point four or something like that. And the Jaguars need a slot and they need people who can tackle better. I'm just sitting there thinking like, OK, what, what's the problem? Are we really going to just address all of the needs of this team? In the draft, because if we do, I got something to tell you. While Trent Baalke has drafted well, we'll say it's well, and that's because there haven't been any first-round busts. Devin Law is knocking on the door, and I wouldn't call him a bust. I'd just say he probably needs to pick it up some and, and be better in the second half of the season. I mean, in, in the second season of his career. But you have to temper some of the enthusiasm because the team came back and, and beat the, the the Titans in the fourth quarter. And then they came back from 27 down in the playoffs and then showed up real well in Kansas city and only allowed 27 points to the chiefs and had a chance to get really, really close at the end. Now that's a lot that I'm telling you. I'm not saying ignore it. I'm saying temper all of that with this. One thing Doug Marone said that really, really made a lot of sense. And this was after 2017, and it proved to be true. You can't carry stuff over from one year to the next. You start all over in training camp, all right? I do think there is a certain ascension that teams can make, especially young teams, uh, particularly the guys like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback position. And there can be improvement. But we have to realize there could actually be an improvement of who they are, but the record not indicated at all because their schedule is more difficult next year for one. And two, some of the balls that bounce their way may not, it, it may not happen for them next year. Just don't get We thought in 2017 that that was the first of a long run of many years. And we couldn't wait till we got a chance to get back at the Patriots again. Right. Because of the miles Jack wasn't down stuff. They actually beat the Patriots early the next season. And they beat the Seahawks. And then the team just stunk for the after that for a few years. And it was real easy on all of us to blame the players, blame all of the personalities and the selfishness or whatever you want to call it. But those players had those same personalities and that same selfishness in 2017 when they won. The difference is they lost. They didn't even make the playoffs. So now all of that stuff comes up. Now, with 
last year, they could actually be better. They could play cleaner games as opposed to just coming out of nowhere in the second half. They could actually play well the entire game. A kick here, a kick there, a bad call here, a bad call there, and things could flip and go the opposite way. That's why I am against just sitting and standing pat and saying we're going to put the same group of guys back together next year. And we're going to go out there and we're going to, we think that there's just this natural progression that happens. It does not work that way. Just as sure as you see teams make the playoffs one year and they don't make it the next, you can have a team like Jacksonville that barely made the playoffs and now next year they can barely miss it. Here's the question that I have for Balky and anybody who wants to defend him, and I'm not being offensive towards him. Here's what I want to ask you. You ain't find nobody that could help you so far in free agency. Nobody. There wasn't one guy, one person in the entire free agency draft class that was better than a guy that you re-signed that was on your team last year at that same position. Not one. I don't buy it. I guess being patient and standing pat looks cute. It sounds good. A lot of people over the years have said that that's what you do. And those people say that, and then they go out and at least get one free agent. Somebody anybody if you build your team through the draft and just supplement it through free agency then why were we the free agent kings the last two years so we're going to do this we're going to take a look at the fact that two years ago the jaguars had more salary cap than anybody in the league what did they get go ahead i know you're going to start counting the players right now what did they really get for having the most salary cap in the nfl what they get show me an all pro think about it i want you to think about it and we're going to answer that in just a second here on locked on jaguars today's episode is brought to you by ultimate football gm you've heard me talk about this mobile game app and if you've ever thought about being a good gm and you think you can do it you got to get this game to try it's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty when you play ultimate football gm you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build a historic dynasty the hardest thing to do is manage that salary cap while we're talking about trent balky it is a very very difficult thing to do it's also a lot of stuff that you have to do that doesn't pertain to blocking tackling and player procurement and you can practice on ultimate football gm locked on jaguars listeners to get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on all caps in the game store that's locked on in all caps so make sure you check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today and we thank you for starting your day here with locked on jaguars making us your first listen because it's your team every day. And we are grateful for you joining us. I asked the question right before I spoke about 
our sponsors for today's show which ironically is building a it's a gm uh game and you get the chance to play gm so so i'm asking is this if you have a hundred million dollars in salary cap and it did not involve it did not involve getting a pass rusher it did not involve buying a quarterback it did not involve spending tremendously on a proven player outside of brandon sheriff who was an all pro that's it so what we get we get a number two receiver who was the number one last year who's going to be number two again because they're going to calvin ridley's going to be the x so you get christian kirk who had a career year well worth the money zay jones had a career year well worth the money revived the career of tight end evan ingram well worth the money no problem for me about that brandon sheriff a good leader he wasn't their best lineman last year that was a dude you already had that you let go all right so brandon sheriff has been okay he hasn't been great he hasn't been terrible foyola wakan linebacker well worth the money led the league in tackles foley fatukazi it leaves you something to think about doesn't it Roy Robertson Harris re-signed him to a second contract. Is he worth it? Some people may say yes. Some people say no. The thing about having a guy like that is it almost limits you. Give you average ten million dollars a year. It kind of limits you from addressing that position again, unless you're just going to be an idiot and just keep picking people at the same position, right? Shaq Griffin was not worth the money they spent for him. Trayvon, uh, not Trayvon Walker almost screwed that up jenkins rayshawn jenkins i think he's proved himself to be worth the money that they spent for him and i'm all four guys getting their money so let's see we we got a, a guard who isn't like an all pro level guard at this stage of his career but a pretty good football player a nice solid nfl starter you got a really good wide receiver in uh you got a good receiver you got good production kirk is 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 really good zay jones while he's a little up and down he was up when they needed him so i'm gonna say that was also good evan ingram was good too some of that scheme but we can say that about a lot of players right so you got a number two number three wide receiver uh move tight end a decent guard you got a really good special teams player jamal agnew we ain't gonna shake a stick at that and a really good off the ball linebacker and four year all right so no tackles no quarterbacks no edge rushers no corners so those are considered the four key positions the top four of this big six that they talk about the big six includes uh center as well as wide receiver so the wide receiver position we can check that one off it's good I'd say it's pretty decent, right? But now let me ask you this. For a hundred million, is it that decent? And I don't include anything that they got in the draft because what they got in the draft was they got a franchise quarterback. I believe they got a a, a starting tackle. Uh I think Trayvon Walker is going to really, really work out. So he'll be a good edge rusher. They got a good corner. So some of the premium positions that I spoke of, yeah, they did draft those guys. 
but they still had a hundred million dollars in free agency and they got a number two a number three wide receiver a tight end a decent guard a good uh return man and special teams who can also give you some juice on offense got a really good uh move uh linebacker uh, off the ball linebacker and a good safety for 100 million is that what you get any of those players i just mentioned uh pushing all pro level i'm just asking so he, Trent Baalke's right when he wants to say that you want to supplement your team with all of these parts. Let me play devil's advocate here and bring up the fact that I think those people in Kansas City who I keep bringing up, and I bring them up often because for years I have sat here and said that the Jaguars needed to emulate Kansas City. So Kansas City with their franchise quarterback with their Hall of Fame, first battle Hall of Fame tight end. Over the last two years, they've been able to rebuild their defensive line and rebuild their secondary. You know why? They hit on picks after round three. The Jaguars have yet to do that. We hope um, we hope Smith turns out. We did a podcast on, on him last week, Jordan Smith. Outside of that, they have not hit on one. They have guys on the team, but I'm talking about there's no Isaiah Pacheco. There's not all of these guys that are making all of these plays in their secondary the way the Chiefs, the Chiefs even have a guard they got, Trey Smith. Would you trade Trey Smith right now, who the Chiefs picked in the sixth round? Would you trade him? He plays right guard. Would you trade him for Brandon Sheriff? <laughs> yeah, you would. And if you say no, you're not telling the truth. You're being dishonest. You would. So – Here's something else that I'm going to bring up in segment three, and it's about my man, Calvin Ridley, who is not my man. I don't know him like that, but the point that I'm going to make about Calvin Ridley, I think Calvin Ridley is the truth. I think it was extremely smart what Trent Baalke did at the trade deadline, right? It was very, very creative and was able to get a player that you can't get everywhere. Calvin Ridley just don't walk around on the street, right? Here's my issue. You made that last, you can't use two different player acquisition cycles and use one acquisition as if you're winning both. And I'll tell you what that is and how that's going in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I have to let you know about today's sponsor also, and that is FanDuel. Man, FanDuel is the absolute truth. It is absolutely heating up with this basketball coming down the stretch because the tournament is heating up. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes dream. Plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, third, final segment. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty, and I'm going to explain my thoughts on the Calvin Ridley 
acquisition. I thought it was ingenious to be able to secure your future and to be able to get a player at a premium position for the compensation that the Jaguars actually gave up to the Atlanta Falcons to get Calvin Ridley and he was reinstated. And I don't think there's some sort of lingering future problem that's going to prevent prevent that from working out. He was going to get a, a nice hefty raise too. I'd give it to him this year if I was the Jaguar. I wouldn't even wait till next year because he'll mess around next year and he'll be the number one free agent wide receiver on the board. And the Jaguars might take the same approach and might not bring him back. We keep talking about them wanting to retain their own. They let a 25-year-old offensive tackle go to the market, and Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, picked them up and made them the highest-paid uh, tackle to sign flat out this year, even though Larry Tunsil extended three years and got more money per season. But they 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 took our little 25-year-old developmental guy. So right there, you're not retaining. You're not building from within you're not retaining your young talent and your draft picks which is what the Jaguars said that they want to do now I know I'm not blind I'm not oblivious to the fact that they have Walker Little and that they paid Cam Robinson neither one of them are as good as Juwan Taylor but that's okay it is what it is but this is the part of team building that I'm talking about there should not be a built-in excuse for you not to re-sign your own guy because you got another guy if the other guy's not better you can't use that as an excuse but the calvin ridley situation is different because this is what this is what i'm hearing a lot of people and i'm not granted i'm not hearing this from the jaguars their organization but i'm hearing from a lot of people fans media people and i'm going to take issue with this well calvin ridley is our free agent just consider him the guy we name. well you don't get to do that you don't get to say that, well, they didn't add anybody at the trade deadline when they were under 500 try, with, with, with a path to win the division. And the only move they made at that time was the one that we're talking about now that, that netted them Calvin Ridley. But he couldn't play last year. So the fans and everyone else kind of gave him a mulligan and said, you know what? It's cool. And then when they went on the run, we were like, and we get Ridley next year. So it's really going to be, so all of that is good and gravy. I'm serious. But if we're going to use that, we might as well use it. Are we using it back then? Or are we using it now? Cause you don't get to use the same transaction in two different transaction periods. Getting Calvin Ridley then was enough for us to say, okay, you know what? I see what they did. They made a smart move for the future, even though they could have made that one and another one, but they didn't. They made a smart move for the future. I get it. Okay, I get it. But now that same smart move, you can't benefit from it again just because he hadn't played a game yet, right? So which one is it? Was it was he a pickup for last year or was he a pickup for this year? And I know there's somebody out there who's going to be, well, technically he was a pickup for last year because he was the future. But since he's not playing until this year, it's an it's an addition this year. I'm not talking about what he's going to do on the field. I expect Calvin Ridley to get 1,500 yards if they if they allow him to. I think he's going to play right away. I don't think he, that missed time is going to hurt him one bit. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting somebody else with him. You can't tell me that they, they might be better offensively. I just, I, I, it's just for me, 
there are ways that you can gain and get players. One of them's through the draft, the other one's through free agency. If you want to prioritize one more over the other, that's fine. But just sitting here letting guys get signed by, watch this now, folks, you got to play, and not doing anything. The fans and people like me, we would just back off if you added one guy who can start. When you add one starter in free agency, that's supplementing your team. That's not sitting here and um, just letting free agency go by without doing anything. And I'm sure they will get someone. But this thing is that they're just waiting for the market to get cheaper. The market's been cheap since the first day. People out here signing people for almost damn near league minimums. Just go get the dude you want. But it leaves the question, do they think that there's no one – Listen to me. Do they believe that there's no one out there that could that could play for them? That could that could that that could beat out the people that they have in these positions. Do they think they're going to get them all in the draft? I got a news flash for you. Only the first three rounds in Trent Balky's tenure here have done anything. Ain't nobody after round three did a damn thing for Trent Balky, and this is when they were picking high in the draft. So if you're sitting there thinking that they're going to be like the Chiefs and roll six or seven guys on this team, that's going to help them. And I'm not talking about just be able to play. I'm talking about really, really help them be better than they were last year. Then you're betting on something happen that you haven't seen happen yet. Luke Fortner and Chad Mooma with third round picks. Chad Mooma played okay. What lights out. Right? Andre Cisco, fabulous. Fabulous. He's going into his third season now. Great, great player. Tyson Campbell, great player. Walk a little, we'll see. But everything the Jaguars have gotten in the draft has been when they picked early in these rounds. They're picking later in these rounds. What do you think is going to happen magically that hasn't happened? And they're picking later in the rounds with a, presumably less holes on the team. And I, I agree with that because they've committed. When they picked the last two years, there were holes galore on the team and they could only get production out of people who were picked in round one, two, and three. And it's and the guys who were picked in round three, at least last year, they were, they were okay. They weren't great, okay? What makes you think that they're going to miraculously turn in this team that drafts real well. The people that they get in the draft, three of them are going to be folks that they use repeatedly. Two of them might be really, really good. But they're picking them late too. I don't know, man. You get a team like KC that signs your right tackle and says, we're going to play him at left tackle. But then this team sat there last year and had Darius Williams in the slot until they realized he was better outside. And then they said, we got to just get guys lined up uh, where they can really help us. It took them damn near a half a season for them to realize that Trayvon was better with his hand on the ground. Not necessarily inside, even outside, but he was better in a four-man front with his hand on the ground. It took them a little bit more than half a season to realize that Darius Williams was better outside than he is inside. 
And not one time did they ever, ever consider when Cam Robinson went down to play Juwan Taylor at left tackle. Oh, but another team, a team that has a pretty good damn track record of free agency, player development, drafting, says we're going to take him and put him on the left side. We ain't never even seen him do it before, but he's a better pass blocker than a run blocker. We're going to switch him up and make him go over there. I'm just saying, that's who you have to beat. That's who you have to beat. So whatever version of you, I don't want you to copycat Kansas City, but whatever version that the Jaguars come up with that identifies who they are, that version of them has to be able to win at Arrowhead against the best version of that team on any given day. And not only that, they got to get to it. There's some other teams. There's the Bengals. The Bills. Baltimore is going to come back. The Dolphins, there are a lot of teams in this league that are getting better. And my thing is, just for the sake of either trying to do things fundamentally the, the correct way and all that coach speak and talking about building through the draft and this, that, and the third, you got to show me, man. And I'm and I'm worried. And I'm and I'm and I'm being deadly honest. I'm not trying to be. Debbie Downer here because of all the enthusiasm. But there's not one game that they played last year is going to help them right now. And that's the point that I'm trying to get across. I just hope that Trent Baalke is really making the absolute correct decision with how he's moving right now. Because if he isn't, we're going to have to have some long, hard discussions about it. Thank you for making Locked On Jaguars your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise. And that's what we've been talking about today, every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast. And on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are your team every day, and we'll be your team tomorrow because tomorrow is a part of every day. Thank you for joining us. Take care of each other. We'll talk about it some more next time on Locked On Jaguar.